This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much. Cedric Espen Sump AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. Now, you, you can sense just oozing out of whatever you're listening to the things in your ears, your headphones, your digital radio, your car radio, etc. The power, the passion of the boat of the Sumpster camped in the bludgy on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, before we go on, we pause to reflect. Obviously, on Tommy and the Duke. I would ask everybody just to take a moment now and think of what Tommy has done for you and what the Duke did for the whole world. That might be enough. Now, remember our charity partners, the Blinker Knights of Balaclava, are trackside today for the Donny, the TJ, and tonight they'll be at Weddy Park for the first time for the E-Egg. Yes, the Easter egg goes off tonight at Weddy Park. If you're having a run of outs, uh, get involved with the Punt Keeper Top Up program on behalf of the Knights. Look for the Knights in the Rooting King colours and just lurk. They won't take long to find you. Patriotic barrier attendants, happy rugby league sightseers, welcome to bludging on the blind side for another week. Cabinet makers and God talks to me, New Zealand bound flight attendants, HG Nelson, opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And look, in breaking news, and I think I'm the first to break this, it came to me via my, some of my contacts in social media that as part of the 2021 Anzac Day festivities, and we think it'll be a fairly much a full house by the time April the 21st comes, sorry, April the, obviously flag goes up on April the 21st, but the big day's April the 25th. After the dawn service, after the march, after the two-up, after the load-up in the Duke of Gloucester, after the waddle down to the SCG for the uh, Roosters v uh, Dragons traditional fixture, that's all great, but Aussies, patriotic Aussies, People who know what Anzac's all about. Make sure you get to the SGG early because the curtain raiser is a combined 18 from Turkey taking on an ADF lineup. That shocked you, hadn't it? I mean, there's so much to think about. Tommy, the Duke and all that sort of stuff. TJ, you know, Ramwick, Blinker Knights of Ballyclava. But at last, those green shoots are bearing fruit. Remember rugby league began in 1908? This nation's greatest win playing away was Gallipoli Peninsula in 1915, just seven years later. Our foe in the first big show loved what we bought ashore at the dawn landing in, you know, obviously the dawn, etc. you do the maths. And now, 106 years later, we get to see the real meaning of that campaign written in rugby league. I mean, it's just going to be amazing, isn't it? The generations, the old foes, the uh, obviously the celebration of remembrance, the commemoration of what it meant. I mean, it's just just done my head in thinking about it. I'm not sure how it's been organised. I'm not sure whether it's a local team 
that will be representing Turkey or whether it's people playing in Ankara and so on, Ephesus, etc., coming out to Australia, obviously getting on the plane pretty soon. I'm not sure what quarantine arrangements have been made. I assume it may be a local team and so it's, quarantine has been established. Whether these people will be AstraZeneca compliant or whatever it is, I'm not sure. All that's to be worked out by Peter Valandes, who I think is right up behind this project, still with league. And the lopsided, lopsided blowouts, uh, you know, a big concern. I mean, I, I hadn't worried about them until recently. But now people are saying they're turning off their televisions and not watching league because they think the game's just obviously over in the first 10 minutes. I mean, this staggers me. I mean, we've got so many other things to worry about. Uh, you know, obviously the Duke and Tommy and so on and the Turkish match, etc. But apparently it's now a big concern for Volandis at HQ. The pantaloons of plumage are worried about it. To even the competition, uh, a return to the under-20 competition is on the cards. I'm not sure how this works. Uh, so if somehow you're a 17-year-old and you want to play rugby. Who doesn't when they're 17 want to play rugby league? Anyway, you join a local team and somehow that's going to even out the competition between, let's say, Manly and Penrith. I don't think it works like that, does it? I mean, just having kids play in the under-20 competition does nothing. It just has an under-20 competition. Be that it may, senior expert commentator, greater minds than mine, I admit that, senior expert commentator on the Nine Network, Gus Gould, says there's no pathway for younger players to come into first grade league. His solution is, as mentioned, a return to the under-20s. He just says it's a must. Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us. We prod forward once again through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go and a get a go. I mean, that message has been there writ large for the last two seasons. If you've got something already done, for God's sake, for Australia's sake, get in the queue for another go. And... I've got to say this to get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's lock horns who this uh, with a man who this week announced the Watsford Oval Summer Jam lineup. Uh, with the collapse of the Byron Bay Blues Festival last weekend, Summer Jam at Watsford Oval has stepped up to plug a gap in the entertainment, you know, obviously calendar for the year. It's going to become part of nationwide festivities on Wait for It Rugby League Day. Many have made the observation that government thinks it's okay for sports fans to gather in stands at venues around the nation, but not music fans. Get the drift? Obviously, it's okay if it's rugby league, but it's not if it's midnight oil. Anyway, they claim it's a double standard. Of course it's a double standard! What can you expect from the master of the rollout health, Mr Hart? Summer Jam's big lineup that has a sporting flavour, sure, but that's just a beard for 24 hours of maximum loud rock, R&B and rap from Australia's best musical artists. The National War Memorial is sending one of its mobile display vans with Brendan Nelson at the wheel to answer all your questions about rugby league in the First World War. 37 uh, pop-up food trucks will be on site, including the NRL Super Sausage Truck featuring the 30 centimetres sausage rolls. The Blinken Knights uh, ice cream dual cab ute will be there dishing out 91 varieties of rugby league flavoured ice creams. The Mark the Tap Gaia home brew tent will have a full range of rugby league inspired beverages, including the Peter Volandis Musky Ox Stick, the Ray Rabbit's Warren Fur Ball Hill, Tom Burgess the Four Bros Brew Sausage Fest, and the Crunk Padawalunga Creek Short Dropper. So, those great brews, which are, well, they just knock any thirst right into touch. The annual Magic Cheese Round of all Group 10 Rugby League matches is scheduled beginning at 9.30am uh, with the Oberon Gouders packing down against the Blaney Blue Vein, followed by the match of the round, the Mudgy Cheddars in against the Cara Gorgonzolas, the genius 
behind this incredible entertainment endeavour and line up his rampaging Roy Slavin. <coughs> Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side season in motion again? Or should I say bunny in motion again simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? And, uh, you. Yes, thanks uh, very, very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Look, I uh, I received a uh, what I'm describing as a disturbing a uh, letter from uh, NRL HQ, mm-hmm. more specifically the NRL HQ legal department, claiming that the NRL has registered and copyrighted the phrase Happy Rugby League. <laughs> and uh, I am no longer, according to the legal department at least, at uh, the NRL HQ, no longer le- allowed to broadcast the phrase. Have you ever heard of that happening before to anybody? Nope. Any caller in the history of rugby nope, league? No, 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 no. So How do you feel about it? Well, I'm going to dig, no, 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 no. I'm going to dig my heels in. Are you? I'm going to say proudly to Australia, happy rugby league. Let's see where the cards fall. See you in court. <laughs> and I'm uh, reaching out as I speak to uh, Stewie Littlemore, who I think is going to uh, defend you. Yep. And are you calling for protests? Not yet. No. Not yet. Let's just see where it goes. Okay. (laughs) Let's just see where it goes. Okay. Happy Rugby League. There, twice. Hmm. Okay. So there is uh, malice forethought. Petrol on the fire. Thank you. Now, uh, injuries, 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 injuries. Bloody injuries. Something is going very, very wrong um, in Rugby League. The man of feathers rules... Seemingly for robots and not people. Look, we want flair, we want brutality, sure. But are we getting too much of both? That's all I'm saying. Maybe we're getting too much of both. Look, is rugby league beginning to drink from the devil's cup? Oh, who's the devil here? Who's the 666 identity? Oh, well, it's creating all these injuries. 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 You know, I've never known a season like it. Nobody has. You know, I've gone back through the microfiche, through all the games that have ever been played. It's been nothing like this year. And I just, it's plainly not working. It's plainly not working. Now, you ask me what's what the, the disparity between, or the distance between the, the top clubs and the not-so-good clubs, it's injuries. Injuries. That's pure and simple what the bloody problem is, how we address it. I'm uncertain, but I'm talking to a lot of doctors this week. Mm-hmm. Now, as well as Stuart Littlemore, obviously. Happy rugby league. <laughs> there, three times. Now, the quiet man of league, that's Wayne Bennett, is moving back to Brisbane at the end of the year as a free agent note. Now, he might take uh, Reynolds with him, is my theory. And uh, the rural and regional Anzacs have already met with Wayne Bennett now, what was discussed, they haven't let me know. Right. But they left the meeting all concerned with grins on their faces. Right. So I don't know what the implications are, but how must Kevy feel? And did they have a couple of real estate people from they Queensland did. in the room with them? They did. They yeah, did. Good. They did. And uh, cheesemakers. Cheesemakers? Yep. Yes. You mean from Caboolture, Millenni, those yep. sort of yep. places? those sorts of places. That's right. Uh, now, I think Wayne's still fuming, really, because uh, there's a fair bit of tension happening between Wayne and the bunnies at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, he's saying, oh, well, if I was, you know, in charge of the bunnies <laughs> next year, I'd certainly be signing Reynolds on for a few more years, that sort of thing. 
I think he's still uh, fuming over the incident when Russell Crowe got Jeff Goldblum to play the piano in the dressing rooms at half-time, you'll recall. I think that got right up Wayne's nose. Do you think they've never got on those two? I don't mean Jeff I, Goldblum. I don't know. I don't know. It's Could hard, it be? It's hard to imagine. I mean, he's, Wayne's not a showbiz man. He's not. He's not. He's not showbiz. He's exactly the opposite. He's completely the opposite. Yes. Now, whether, you know, opposites attract in this inst, I'm uncertain. But uh, I don't associate Wayne with, I've never discussed films with him, I've never discussed acting, I've only ever discussed rugby league with him. Yeah, well, hmm. can I ask, do you think that uh, Russell sometimes comes down mm. from up there yeah. and throws his weight around? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Mm. You know, the, the blokes came into the dressing room expecting a, you know, a few words of where we're going to go in the second half from yeah. uh, the quiet man of league. All of a sudden, the piano's there, and hello, Jeff Goldblum. Huh, Thelonious Monk, I rest my case. Now, um, the Australian women's cricket team created a new world record yeah, for one-day consecutive victories. What a very fine team this is. Yeah, it's, it's a very fine team. Hard to imagine this I know. record ever been broken now. <sighs> now, speaking of fine teams... The Batildas are over the moon with new coach Tony Gustafsson. Good. It doesn't surprise me. He's a terrific bloke. Mm. Uh, we had a few quiet beers with him a few years back. He's a most did. engaging bloke. Um, knows his football. Knows his football, as nearly as we could tell, because you know, we don't know his English much. is not that great and our Dutch is not brilliant. But we managed through dumb show to... Come to, you know, we, we knew what we agreed on mm -hmm. and knew what we disagreed on. Mm -hmm. But he's very funny, very dry, very droll, self-effacing. In the Hiddick mould? Yeah, Hiddick. very much in the goose mould, yeah, yes. Very much, very much. And uh, uh, I think he speaks very highly of goose and uh, goose speaks very highly of him. Any room for Hank Doot in the line? Yes, there is. Yes, I think he's reaching out to, uh, or certainly indicated he fully intended to reach out to Hank Doot. Because Doot really does bring that polish. Yeah, that polish, yes. yeah. European yeah, polish. Yeah, that European feel. Mm. Feel. Yes. Doot. Now, the Australians are in reasonably good shape in the US Masters. Um, I think Leishman's lying in second place, and I think uh, uh, Cam Smith Golf is, or Cam Golf Smith, uh, is about fourth place at the moment, yes. which is really good. And I did notice that Adam Scott made the observation that nobody else has. He said that uh, that is Cameron Golfsmith has what he's describing as the killer instinct. I know. I'm shocked by this. The killer instinct. <laughs> Adam, he saw it. Well, I haven't seen the killer instinct. Well, he shotgun in the cabin. Yeah, I don't know what he saw. In the but bag. he saw something right. that suggested killer instinct. He's why what? Killer instinct. I think that's what he said. And the other thing was he said the course is kind of previous winners. Yeah, I know, kind of previous winners. Yeah, yeah, go figure. What's that about? No you know, idea. where is his head? Now, the man they call Tiger Tiger Woods. Yes, that bloke. He was doing 145 kilometres in a 70-kilometre zone. Now, there is a suggestion he may have hit the accelerator instead of the brake. Oh, right. Now, what I found in the police report really interesting is that an empty, unlabeled pill bottle was found in a backpack beside the car. Unlabeled pill bottle mm -hmm. beside the car. The uh, police <clears throat> discarded uh, discarded it as as evidence. They they. Oh, how generous of the police! Indeed, indeed. Now, <clears throat> no tests were made on the bag on the 
to to see whether there was any DNA from the pills from Tiger, oh, Tiger on yes, the bag, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, the bag did appear as if it came out of the car as a result of the crash. If you see what I mean? No, no, I understand. But it wasn't looked at. Mm. So mystery upon mystery upon mystery. Will we ever get to the truth? It's up to Tiger to tell us. I hope Adam Scott will talk to the tiger. Oh, it'd be good to hear from Adam Scott having talked to Tiger. uh, Yes, I haven't spoken to Adam yet about what he thinks happened with Tiger, but I think he probably has some ideas. It's a bit of golf gossip wire. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of talk. A lot of chat at Augusta about what happened to Tiger while he's not here and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? How could he? Hell of a lot. Now, the shark is posting more and more and more nude shots of himself on Instagram. This is disturbing. What what's going on with the shark? There seems to be a sort of, I don't know, relevance deprivation syndrome or something. As though he wants to be caught. Yes. He'll be driving around Queensland nudes. He will, without doubt. Hoping the police pull him over. Pull him over. What are you doing, Shark? Yeah, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think you're going? Dressed like that. (laughs) You can't go to Coles, Bunnings, all those places. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with me? Now, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's reaching out to real estate agents. I don't know if real estate agents look at nude golfers on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know. Queensland. You mean there's real a site for nude golfers on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. There'd have to be, wouldn't there? Oh, there is. And he, he, Sharky heads it. <laughs> you know, if you're interested in seeing golfers, bath. I mean, it's, there, it's all there. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't appeal to me so much, no. but uh, you know, I, I, Adam Scott's a very interesting. <laughs> Make it that much, you will. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, don't know whether to start with Tommy, mm. uh, but there are so many great stories about Tommy and my worry with Tommy is, is that I can't work out whether he's a useful role model or not. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I, but the thing is everybody loved Tommy. Yeah. Uh, Even the people who he's, who he's hit in the head by yeah. seem to love him. I don't understand. I know you introduced me to League through that yeah. program, a bash in the head and love and league, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But, I, I mean, he's the person who pioneered all this. Pretty well, yeah. He took it to another level, didn't he? He, um, he always treated uh, opponents. He said to me, and he said this publicly, I think, that he always treated opponents as if they'd murdered his family. Um, and that was the attitude he took. Mm. Uh, and he, he, if a game was over and he'd lost, he wouldn't talk to them. He, he wouldn't talk to them. He's very serious. Yeah, very serious. Took like his that. leg very, very yeah, seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I just hated him, mate. I just, I just hated him. I just hated him. No. Now, if hate is a useful tool for rugby league, and I'm pretty sure it is, Tommy was a great exponent of using hate and marshalling hate um, that was accelerated to a certain extent by... Uh, I want to say uh, Coach Masters. Coach Ma- Roy Masters, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, who f- <clears throat> you know, fostered the famous uh, Fibro versus Silvertails hatred uh, back in the 70s. But um, think about Tommy, every part of him, every bit of him was made of the purest distillation of rugby league, in my view. Um, and I've been asked many, many times, who's the player I would have never liked to have played against? And that's Tommy, mm. of course. And who's the player I would have liked to have played with? With most. Tommy. Tommy. 
Um, there was something. Uh, the other thing about Tommy is HG. He was remember he was best and fairest in 1971. It's hard he to was imagine Rothman's medal winner as well. But they were different times, though, weren't they? I know they were different times. You know, yeah. you, you, you looked away at some of the more violent aspects of the game and romanticised them. See, the best and fairest was given to somebody who did what Tommy did. Yeah, but it just shows you shows you the if Tommy was the best and fairest then, what the context was. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Some of the others must have been pretty rough. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's that's right, yes. Because there's that famous incident, I think it's the John Gibbs incident that mm -hmm. sort of is the most, sort of somehow most memorable. Yes. Where I think uh, John Gibbs was first match. Mm -hmm. uh, he played against Tommy and Tommy yeah. decided he didn't like the look of the Gibbs no. person, maybe the colours he was wearing. Obviously, they murdered yeah, his family. Yeah. I take that as a side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he decided he'd give him something to remember rugby league by mm. and so almost bit his nose off. Yes. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure how Gocher or whoever <clears> was <throat> refereeing got the whistle in there to prise the jaws off. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, they yeah. needed a lot of help from both foe and friend to get him yeah. to stop biting. Yes, 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 yes. I, I mean, at the time there were a few mystery biters about, but Tommy was never a mystery biter because he was open about it. No, <laughs> come out in the big league, in the Bible the following yeah. week. Yeah, so, yeah I, well, I did it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. so that, that, that's the other thing about Tommy. He, he was incapable of lying. Yeah. In, yeah. Utterly incapable. He was the most, I mean, he was as honest as the driven snow. Really, you know. Now, Tommy, did you bite his nose? Yeah. yeah. All right, mate. All right. We'll have to penalise you. Yeah, I know that. Now, Les Boyd. Are you going to bite him again? Yeah. Yeah, because he's them. Because he's there, because I hate him. Yeah, that's right. Now, the Boyd. Uh, oh, Les Boyd. Radonicus yeah. feud. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, that enchanted league for many, many years. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Tommy had a lot of feuds going. Yeah, Who, I understand. Whoever was wearing a, a Guernsey that wasn't his colour. Yeah. And was feud. a feud. The feud was on. Can you, uh, I mean, I do find the celebration a bit. Yes. Sort of weird because it's not something which you'd ever want to see again. I, I don't mean to speak unkindly of rugby. Well, I think here. what's tacit to your, your your statement there, HG, is would Tommy fit into rugby the, league today? Yeah. The answer is no. You're camped on the blind side. The tent flaps are flapping, and you need a big stink from Roy and HG. Now, Roy, there's suggestions of a lot of ways of remembering Tommy, obviously statues and so on. Would yep. he, is it too late to have a subcategory of immortals, you know, mm. those who served sort of idea or those mm. who – there wouldn't be many no. in the Tommy Rodonica's camp. No. But this is a suggestion of medal. Yes. And could it be for role medal, model of the year? Because yeah. the irony, the yeah. league loves irony yeah. like that. Look, I, I think a medal's a lovely idea, HG. Um I don't know. Maybe uh, flag player of the year. Flag player of the year. Maybe or SG yeah. ball player of the year or the best player in the losing team in the grand final. In the grand final. And then we come to the under twenty. Or the best player in who in the wooden spoon team. The best player. Now that would be something. That would be something. Of, wouldn't it? About the best player in the bottom of the comp. Yeah. Now can I come to the um, to the. Uh, under-20 competition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, does it help? 
Well, does haven't we got enough of these competitions already? Well, I thought we did. This the Queensland. I thought there were plenty of plenty of competitions. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the, the Metropolitan Cup. There's SG Ball is SG that still going? Ball that's still going. Yes, I, I think there are a lot of pathways for players to get involved. And do Newtown Jets play somebody still? I think they probably do. They play the the uh, the Bears, the Cummins Bears. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I think there are. You know, plenty of competition. If a kid 17 years old wants to play rugby league, the opportunity's there. <laughs> You've just got to have a go, haven't you? You do. Turn up with your shorts and Turn boots Turn up with your shorts. I want to play. Where do you want me, coach? Yeah, exactly. Where do you want me? Where do you want me? Now, can I ask, what's Gould talking about then? I don't know. I Is don't know just, what he's he talking about. He just wants about. to get another – I mean, surely Gus has got enough room in the paper to talk about whatever he wants to. Yeah. But uh, – Yeah, so he's proposing a brand new – under 21 comp. Well, I could understand if it was nationwide or if it was sort of some sort of had some sort yeah. of Tasmania only or something like that. Oh, well, that's some, not bad. Had some sort an of under, twang to an it. An under 21's comp, say, in Western Australia, South Australia, Tasmania. To lure in people. To lure in from kids in those areas who probably yeah. are a bit challenged. If they want to play rugby league, I don't know where they go. Yeah. If and, you're in Adelaide and you want to play rugby, I don't know where you go. You'd have to leave town. Tail and bend. Yeah. Now, look, I've got an idea that this could get a bit of focus in those yes. areas and maybe assign a local television channel or network to yes. carry it and so on and so yes. gradually build it up. Yes. It would yeah, be... get, the, get the local cheesemakers involved. Obviously. And, and yeah. could this be the medal be or the competition, the Tommy Radonikas Cup? The Tommy Radonikas Cup in For Tasmania. South Australia and Western Australia. Well, in the Northern Territory maybe. In the Northern Territory. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Now. That's great. We put that on pause. Yes. And we come to the Anzac Day <coughs> Turkey v ADF competition. Well, I think this, people wanted this to happen for a hell of a long time, mm. you know, mm. ever since 1915. Now, yeah. are you worried that they haven't thought this through, that it will no, be No, I lucky? think they have thought it through. I, 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 th well, I think it's fine. It's, it's a pipe opener to the East's Saints match, isn't Correct. It? That's right. Yeah. Now, can I ask, are the players here already? Because if they're not, they're going to struggle being getting out of quarantine. They won't be able to train. Yeah. So are you seeing a local Turkish side or, yeah. a, or yeah. a side augmented by people who live in Turkey all the time? Uh, look, I think one or two players are coming from, I want to call the town Izmir. Izmir, which yes. Which is not terribly far from Ephesus. No, in, in the southern part. In the southern part, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and there are a couple of players coming from a town called now, Bodrum. Now, you've been out there spreading yeah. the message of Well, I was, yes, class. several years ago. Yes, yes, yes. I went on a tour of Turkey, um, tried to talk up rugby. I had video, old technology in those days, I actually had videos of games and stuff that I left with families and they assured me that they'd look at them. Um so I don't know whether it's a, it's, a, it's a direct result of that uh, planting the seeds back then when I was there or whether it's it's come through just, you know. In the, the, more the, recent the, time. Yes. People looking at YouTube. People looking at YouTube, yeah. Right. Yeah, you've just got a good, well, better where you yeah. are. Yeah, you'll rugby league right. and something will come up. It will. Now, uh, okay, so we've got a combined team featuring yeah. some people from Turkey. But who to are... answer your question, I think the player from Bodrum and the two players uh, from mm -hmm. Izmir are here already. Okay. Now, uh, <clears throat> it is a great development though, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's, it's an amazing Very development. Very exciting. Now, yes. in the past, we've had a lot of luck with the simple suggestion, and this is when we tried to persuade more people in the Victorian area to play yes, rugby league. that's right. Of sending a $1,000 cheque and a student to that's PE right. teachers at most schools. Yeah. Now, that's borne incredible fruit. It has. When you don't have to think about the storm being the number one side. Well, yeah. Almost anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's right. For the last uh, 10 years. For the last 10 years. Yes. Now. Can you suggest 
a similar project for people in Turkey. Yes. Now, I know their economy's a bit stretched at the moment in all mm. directions, yeah. but, uh, yeah. I mean, $1,000... $1,000 plus a student, a student to PE teachers to across PE Turkey. teachers right across Turkey. And maybe, a, you know, a, a couple of suggestions where they might find the rules as in yes. sites they could visit, etc. Yeah, well, the whole package would come with yeah, no, I understand. You know, that, with, that sort of information. Yes, yes, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. And maybe uh, a bit of a, you know, the history of the game, bloody blah, and great the, players. Tommy Rodonikas selects himself yep. and some of his exploits would, I'm sure, would, speak to... <laughs> Younger people in Turkey. I definitely would. Definitely would. Just before we leave, uh, Tommy, mm. I was reminded of, uh, during the week with Tommy's passing, of a great anecdote that Trainer Lewis tells concerning Tommy and mm. a flight to Wagga. Oh, yes. And if you do get a chance to have a look at some of Trainer Lewis's, um, I think he's written a book about uh, boxing. Oh, yes. And it's well recorded in there. It's yeah. very, very entertaining and yes. very, very stupid. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The final punch would have to be remembered by everybody who was in the room on that Described night. as sickening. <laughs> <laughs> the murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, Roy, returning to a theme on uh, Bludging on the Blind Side, and it concerns your wonderful work with the uh, television series you're making about rugby league and the history of rugby league mm. and the great conversations you've had with Julia Roberts uh, yeah. about how she might be involved and uh, yeah. whether she's got time while she's here to make some – or do some work in, <clears throat> in preparation for a longer return. Yeah, she take... wants to see more of the game. Yeah, she's that's only, right. She's only seen a couple of rounds and, and I, you know, I don't know how many games she's actually watched. No. But um... – But that's all in the future. Now yeah. – what happens here is I do notice that uh, Russell Crowe, who we mentioned already, is the owner of the South yep. rugby league football team, the Rabbits, yep. is keen to remake now yeah. Gladiator as Gladiator 2. Oh, really? I didn't now, know that. <clears throat> okay. That's really shocked me because I thought Gladiator, his version of the Gladiator was the definitive one. So did I. This is the story of Marcus Aurelius, I want to say. <laughs> Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Now. Uh, people remember, of course, Gladiator, you yeah. know, obviously found. Terrific taken film. I know. Taken to Rome, obviously yeah. had to fight, you know, troubled soul, mm. etc. Now, he's got obviously been talking, because uh, they live not a million miles from each other, with Chris Hemsworth about maybe All right. learning, looking at some earlier Gladiator's work with the idea of maybe if he gets a chance when he can down the Thor hammer to yeah. have a go at being... I'm not quite sure what character will be. He'd be Gladiator. Right. Now, I'm just so he'd be the new Gladiator. The new Gladiator. So is Russell in the new film or or, or not? You know what? I'd love to see Russell as the Emperor. The Emperor yeah, of Rome. Is thumbs a twist. up, thumbs down. Yeah, exactly. A twist, yeah. an ironic twist. Yeah. And he could play that sort of fruity sort oh, yes, of. Yes, he could. Mm. <laughs> Certainly could. <laughs> <laughs> that rather, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? Yes. Not quite sure. Morally corrupt. Right. You know, obviously Rome. Barbarians of the game, maybe not that late. Uh, anyway, force, you know, Gallic yeah. War's not going so well. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> a sort of Epicurean sort of figure. Epicurean it? figure, exactly. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, obviously ate too much and drank too much. All of a sudden, yep. uh, Tomoronicus comes to mind. <laughs> now, what I'm wondering is, 
Could also, because they look so great in leather skirts, could some of the rugby league players yeah. find work on this project as spare time gladiators yes. or, you know, obviously small parts as gladiators or if the legions had to march, obviously you'd line up several legions or sure. looking for enemies, et cetera. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's, got, it's, got, it's got a terrific amount of possibilities it for does. rugby league crossovers. It does. It does, yes, yes. And they, of course they, they'd fitting. make perfect extras in a, a, a Roman... Sandals. Sandal. Yes. Mm. I, I can see the look. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In, exactly. In, even older players, retired players, retired players, wouldn't look silly or out of place. Now. Okay. There's no, you haven't been approached about. I haven't at this stage, no. no and Julia, Julia Roberts hasn't mentioned it either. Right. In any of the texts she sent me subsequent to our meeting, she hasn't mentioned any. To, has she worked with uh, Russell before? I'm not sure she has. I don't think she has. But, but they, they know each other. They, well, the world, the grapevine, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, families, yeah, yeah. Yes, the, yes, you yes. know, the socialising, the, yes. the the big nights. Well, wasn't Oscar. he associated with Meg Ryan at one stage? And I think oh, yeah. Meg Ryan knows or knew Julia Roberts. Maybe so. they, he could reach out. Yes. And get exactly. To yeah. Anyway, look, what I wanted to raise was that opened an interesting conversation again about how great rugby league players would be as actors. And then we yeah. come, of course, to Tom Burgess. Tom Burgess, yes. Who? Sorry, George Burgess. Oh, Tom's George. Brother, Tom's brother. And, yep. of course, I get the Burgesses blurred a bit. Yeah. Anyway, he um, he's, um, how would I call it? Uh, he's got a central part in a film called Ascendant. Ascendant? Yes. Now, right. it was released this week. Right. He's uh, slotted in easily to a role as a bit of Russian muscle. Oh, in he'd the be film. good at that. He would be. You can see it now. Does he have to speak HG or is he just he looking threatening? No, no, he speaks and looks threatening and, you know, applies the, you know, obviously the electrodes to the uh, nodes. Now, we're not nice people, I'll tell you that. Uh, we do a lot of nasty things, which is very different to my usual character. It was fun to play that sort of role. It was intense when you do a few scenes where you have to get physical. Yes. I didn't have a, a lot of dialogue, a bit of shouting. Ah, he said uh, it was during... That sort of stuff. Excellent. Well done. That's for you. Yeah, et cetera. Okay, yeah. Now, Burgess filmed the scenes in 2019 during a time when he was suspended from uh, the Rabbits. Now, oh, okay, good. Yeah. What, a great, mm-hmm. what a great insight into some people who are thinking of crossing over from rugby league into acting, and so yeah. many are these days, yes. to get the part organised for when you're suspended. Now, yep. rugby league players being suspended is part of the job really now, yeah. isn't it? Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, he uh, has dabbled in acting before. He played Hamlet once and uh, may attempt to make a go of it after his rugby league career is over. Right. It's something I've got a lot of space for. Good. Uh, so it's so exciting. I, I know I'm starting at ground zero and would love to work my way up and see how far I can go. Right. Now, he said that the um, most difficult bit was the accent, ah. which was hard to get. Yes. You know, because There'd so many, be a dialogue coach on would, set. who helped. Him with the, you yeah, know, the way you wrestlers! That well sort done. of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would. It would. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity though, isn't it? And yeah. this, this is how I'm Have seeing Have you seen the film yet, HG? No, no, Ascendant? No, I Is it in cinemas it. this week, is it? Or uh, is it released or is it on Netflix or one of the streaming services? Yes, good. No, it says here, I can only go by what's said in the paper, which I can't reason to fault, the uh, yeah. uh, South Sydney prop in a, a Australian film, Ascendant, which was launched in cinemas this week. Right, in cinemas. Okay, mm. good. Good. So people have been able to – that is a terrific get, isn't it? And yeah. That, and who does it star, H.G.? I, I mean, apart from George. 
What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG. Yes, an update on uh, Julia and Russell. Uh, yeah, my, uh, Michelle uh, has been in touch on the text. She, she says that the Guardian newspaper reported that Russell Crowe and Julia Roberts were being tipped to play Hollywood lovers Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn mm. in a new biopic. Right. Uh, she Any reason go, why she Well, go she on? goes on to say, what a shame it never eventuated. That would have been a fantastic film, wouldn't it? Well, One sure imagines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure that I understand enough about their mm, lives to know yeah. whether it would be or not. But if rugby league was involved, Don't which know. it well may well be. Yeah. I, was things bouncy between the pair off? I think they were. were they, they obviously had huge They didn't guess who's coming for dinner or something, didn't they? Was that? Yeah, the, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's in their late in their in careers. Late in their careers, yeah. There's a struggle here, though, because yeah. they're not people who generally I watch. No. Now, no. speaking of watching, look, uh, just a little bit of late mail, which I wanted to include earlier, was that Kyle Lovett, mm-hmm. who is connected with the West Tigers, or would be Balmain, I suppose, right. because this is a little while ago, yeah. he's the latest NRL player to make the switch from footy to film. Oh, what's he working on, H? Well, he played 50 uh, first-grade games for the club before he in English Super League. He's now trying to build a career as an actor, writer, producer and director. Whoa! Lovett has written and starred in a directed the low-budget short film Boys Light Up. A Boys Light Up, okay. Yeah, don't know anything about it, but no. he's just announced he's about to start pre-production on another film he's written called Licorice. Right. It's been an ama- it's been amazing, this whole journey going into the film industry, I'll say it has. He certainly looks the part with, you know, sunglasses, yeah. leather jacket and a lot okay. of product in there. Right. Yeah, so that's really right. interesting. Well, that's- it's a great pathway. I mean, if you talk about under-20s, Necessary to stabilise the competition and get more that's people. That's true. That's true. It is a good pathway. Now, uh, this has been supported as well by uh, someone suggesting on the text here, HG, that we should support a Turkish under-21 team bid. Emre Gula, Turkish-born Warriors prop. Well, there you can build a town around, around Emre. Yes. And if you're saying you've got those four people coming from Izmir and Bodrum. Yeah, yeah Bodrum, uh, yeah. Bodrum, yeah. then, then boy, it's starting to sound like a fairly fierce lineup. It does, doesn't it? Seems and they'd be uncompromising. Uncompromising. Right. Yeah, they you would. Know, I don't know who the coach is. I don't know what the coach's instructions well, would be. Well, the difficulty is always in the past, it always ends up being somebody like Freddie Fittler or something yeah, like that. You yeah, know, yeah, some yeah. sort of, you know, confection, really, which doesn't do anything by any good. Sure. What a, what a pity Tommy's not around still. Oh, no, he would have. Tommy would have been a perfect coach for the Turkish team, <laughs> wouldn't he? He <laughs> <It> would. <laughs> I just don't know how much actual practice they get done with Tommy, though. You know, no, there'd be a lot of stories, a lot stories, of stories. Yeah, yeah this hour, did it? Uh, now, someone's suggesting, Graham from Hurstville suggesting, memory to Tommy, uh, he's suggesting Singo should throw in for a statue at the front of Henson Park with Tommy in bronze with a bugger in one hand and a can of beer in the other and a cattle dog between his legs. What a beautiful image that is. That certainly does up, sum up <laughs> Tommy. And, we, you know, maybe leave Tommy memories for... You know, people look up on their own, really. There's so many of them. Space. It's the final frontier, and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedinak Orbiter. Once we stop bludging on the blind side. Yeah, 
Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. And um, obviously, there's a couple of ways of getting involved with the show. Texting 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or old-fashioned snail mail, roynhg at abc.net.au. roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following have. Uh, yes, I have, HG. I've got... Um... To begin with, uh, Glenn has been in touch from Dunsborough in Western Australia. Oh, Dunsborough, a very, very attractive part. Yes. He says, I decided to toast the passing of the Duke of Edinburgh last night. I went to the shed and the only thing there was a fridge full of Leishman lager. Leishman? <laughs> Being a Monday night beer, yes. it posed the immediate problem whether I could drink it on a Friday night. But a far greater issue is using should Mark win the Masters, can he in all good faith celebrate on Sunday with a Monday night beer? What a lovely letter. Yeah. What a lovely email, should I say. It is. It is. It's He's tr- really thought about it. Wouldn't thought that be, about- well, I'm, I'm sure Mark, should he win Sunday night, he'd reach for it. That'd be a great opportunity, marketing opportunity, wouldn't it, to pull out a Leishman it certainly would. Monday night beer. <laughs> no review of the beer, I noticed there, though. No. He doesn't. You know, your that. Monday night me being a start of the week, maybe have to keep it on the quiet side, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never tasted the No, Leishman I've got to be lager. honest. Yes, no, I've never even in thought fact, about I've it. I've never really. seen it. No. <laughs> don't know where it's available. Maybe it's only available in the United States. I don't know. Well, obviously WA. Oh, yes, if he's got something. Oh, well, oh he'd import it himself. Are. Yeah, maybe. Uh, now, this has uh, come from Michael. He says, uh, uh, an exe- uh, emerging players, yes. you know, have a go to get a go style. He says, uh, West v Bulldogs, Lidcombe Oval, 1982. Magpies were short on players after some injuries and uh, just called a player off the hill, one that was sitting down and eating a meat pie. That is Trevor Cogger was his name. He scored two tries and won the game against the Bulldogs. (laughs) Trevor was an electrician, he says, by the way. Now, Cogger made his first day to Groot in 1991. This is from Wikipedia. He played his third game of the year after being called up from the sheds while eating a meat pie and relaxing, having just completed a lower-grade game. His call-up was successfully leading the team to a shock win. He was heralded as the meat pie hero in the Sydney Sun newspaper the following day. He said, I was at Lidcombe. I'd played the third grade at noon and by the first grade kickoff, I was sitting on the hill with a few mates eating a pie. Our halfback, Alan Neal, got hurt really early and went off. Then a few minutes later, Terry Lamb was carried off. All of a sudden, there was an announcement on the public address system. Would Trevor Cogger please report to the West dressing room immediately? What a story. Isn't that a great story? Why yeah. couldn't that? Could that happen today? No, I don't no, think so. I don't think I so. I don't think so. I don't think your hockey health and safety people wouldn't allow it. No. I think the big problem there is the meat pie. Yes. You can sit on the hill, I think that's okay. That's okay, yeah. Now Elliot's been in touch. Elliot, he says yeah. I was listening to your show third of April, you dissected the very real problem of the eighteenth man on the bench and the conundrum of what to do if one team suffers a spate of injuries which depletes their interchange bench to zero, but they still have fit, strong and willing eighteenth man who would only be able to be subbed on in the case of a head knock. Right. Yeah. He says, uh, now, if a player gets down with an injury such as a busted leg or a shoulder pulled out of its socket, leaving the team with no available interchange, the answer would be to have the team's doctors rush the injured player into the rooms where they could set about punching him in the head um, <laughs> until that player is concussed. The doctors could then confidently go back to the ref and declare, quite honestly, that the said player is now concussed and will have to be subbed out of the batch, meaning the 18th man would be available. What do you think of that? Well, 
Unfortunately, <laughs> I think uh, club doctors are usually as cunning as SS rats. Yeah. And well, that's, that's probably what they're the up cards. to. I'm, I'm that's sure rugby that's... league, pure rugby league. I know. But, Roy, uh, where are we up to with this? I mean, is this is this farce mm. that Volandes is yeah. perpetrating on the clubs? Yeah. Is this going ahead? I no, mean, I don't the know. only way you can get a sub on is through a HIH. Apparently. HIH. They'll have to change it. They will. They'll have to change it. They'll have to change it. Of course they It's madness. And all it does is he's right. Encourage. Those doctors, as soon as a player gets injured, they won't be game to go with the doctors into the into the dressing rooms because they know they'll get their heads punched in. <laughs> who was, who was they won't the, be game. They won't. Now, who was the Leave lad? me out of here. <laughs> Look at the lad who played the other day with a broken leg. Was it Hunt? Oh, yeah. Who declared he played with a broken leg. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's going to... I mean, what, what choice? Yeah. To, I'd rather pl- stay out here with a busted leg than go and get, get, get my head punched in. Exactly. Now, uh, Ian's been in touch. He says, a thousand Alfies, question mark. A thousand Alfies, yes. Your talk over the last two weeks about Super League saying that there were a thousand Alfie Langers waiting to be discovered in China made me think about a much more important possibility. Alfie is great but not unique. Rugby League in Australia has reduced Alfie, Joey Johns, Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, Sticky Stewart in just 20 years. This equates to one great halfback per five million of population every 20 years. yeah. But oh. league is really only played in New South Wales and Queensland, which makes it one great halfback per two million of population every 20 years. That actually works out at 750 Alfies with China's 1.5 billion, but I think it's valid to round it up to around 1,000. <laughs> but since World War II, 75 years, we've produced only one, Cam Smith. Mm. A much rarer occurrence, and many think we won't see anyone similar for another 75 years. There's only one per 10 million in, say, 150 years, which is about right for someone of Cam's exalted status. However, with the population of 1.5 billion, China should be able to produce, using the same ratio, one per 10 million, thus 100 per billion, 150 Cams every 150 years. That is, one Cam every year. Imagine that, he says. What a tantalising prospect. How do you go with the maths there? Do you think he's... Oh, I'm not going to question the maths. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to accept it. He says this is bigger than Australia or China. We owe it to the world to make it happen. Perhaps we could use our influence with a man of feathers or with the Prime Minister to call off hostilities, solve the whole trade boycott thing and get rugby league into China post-haste. If the United States need to be involved, so be it. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's an <laughs> excellent observation. Yes. And... Would Cam, the yes. next Cam discovered in China, yes. would you see that person being hmm. removed from the Australian scene or could that person become, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you know, oh. contracted to an Australian club and therefore, you know... I assume the latter, HG, that, so that, that, that there'd be a lively competition in China itself. Yes. Um, and but you see, clubs we, could get, you know... They could access the players in China to come and play make for Australia. Them, make them an offer, yeah, yes. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the only thing is you've, you, you, you'd like to see a Chinese rugby league on the par with Australian rugby league sure. so we could have test matches. Oh, well, we could. I'm, I'm sure that would happen. Right. I'm absolutely uh, yeah, obviously sure. Obviously, state of origin style. Yes. Yeah, okay. Born in China. Yep, gotcha. Yep, yep. Uh, now, Paul's been in touch. She's just a simple question. He says, I ask, I'm asking, whatever happened to our Australian apprenticeships, Ambassador Scott Cam? 
Well, he's still around. I think he's... I, I, but did didn't, I, he, didn't he withdraw his services from that particular ambassadorship? He, he did. It was a very sad day in Canberra. I mean, there was a chill wind went through the whole joint. Yes. Uh, I think Scott Cam decided he couldn't, in all honesty, take the money for just turning up at a few music festivals and talking so between acts about... So he handed Dubta. the money back. He did. He, he handed a fair bit of the money back. back. Yeah. He kept a chunk of it. Let's yeah. say he oh, kept... fair enough. Yeah, fair <laughs> Fair Let's enough. say he kept two thirds for for obviously putting up with all the opprobrium connected with the with the thing. Yeah. But it's an ill-conceived idea. Scott really doesn't talk to people in yeah. that in that great way. He's got his block, but sure, you know, etc. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't seen the block in so long. Is it still good? Still as good as it was? Oh, it's incredible. And speaking of television, right. yeah. and 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 what, obviously, Married at First Sight. You've been watching that? I, I haven't no, I haven't watched that. that but I will be, great. I will be watching. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I think yes. it starts tomorrow night with Manu. Oh, Manu is back. And I think uh, Daryl is going to host it with Sonia Kruger. What a safe uh, pair of hands, eh? And Chappelle Corby. Beck- Chappelle Corby's oh, no, in it. It's just incredible. Dancing with Manu. Dancing with Manu. Michelle and, sorry, Chappelle. Chappelle and, and, and Manu. Manu. Get a bet on. Man. Just finally, HG, uh, Julie's been in touch. She's Vale, Tommy Rodonicus. Uh, a little-known fact is that the immensely talented and versatile character also played soccer as a young man in Cowra. Right. Tommy. I'm delighted to say that my father, Johnny Hodder, played in the same team and liked to point out that Tommy was not a fan of the subtle. Any attempt to promote the ball tippy-tappy style was met with a loud bark, send her up the guts. This, I believe, is the first known example of Route 1. And all practitioners of, the, practitioners of the world game would do well to follow Tommy's lead. Uh, I was reminded during the week that uh, rugby league team sponsors have changed dramatically over the years. I saw a photograph of Tommy in his Newtown jet ski displaying a large logo, Paramount Shirts. Oh, yes, what a shirt. They don't make uh, sponsors like that anymore. No, they? Famous Grouse was another great one of that era. You oh, know, that think would have been the Eels. Correct, well done, Paramount or Eels. Yes. Yeah. And Victor Mowers, obviously, when Tommy went to West, mm. I think he had to wear the Victor Mowers on the back of the That's shirt. That's right, Victor Mowers. That, oh, that, yeah. They were a great sponsor. <clears> I mean, there's they? a book in that, isn't there? Was Paramount Shirts the bloke with the patch over the IHG? No. Was that Paramount? That, oh, good question. Yeah. You're going to test my memory on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of another shirt maker, you see, because... Um, yeah, well, there's Van Heusen. Van Heusen and Palaco, of course. Palaco. Made, made shirts for a they long did. time. They did. But I, the guy with the patch over his eyes, I connected with American brand. Oh, you might be right. How to build a healthy community? <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> build a clubhouse. <laughs> Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, uh, was there a Whitmont shirt, Stacey? Whitmont, pretty good. I think that's Could pretty that close. Could that have been a patch guy? Yes, I think. How did you <clears throat> dredge that out of the moment? I don't know. Yeah, it just came. Just now, came. your plan last week, which, we, which yeah. we broke this time, which has got a lot of comment yes. at, uh, all over the uh, rugby league media mm. of the equalisation plan, the yes. rugby league power play. Yes, yes. Now, if it, you are playing a team four places above you and you're in the bottom third of the ladder, you will have one 10-minute period in each half with 15 players or the better team is reduced to 11 men depending on the choice of the lower team to be decided at least 48 hours prior to kickoff. That was the rule. It was. Now, 
you launched it here. It was a mm-hmm. terrific uh, speech you gave in support of it. Now, how's it been received? And did you get a chance to say, get Tommy's thoughts on it before he no. dropped off the truth? No, I, I did not. But uh, any former players I've bumped into in the streets of recently, HG, to a person, have said they agree with it and they like the idea. Mm-hmm. And would you see that as a more. I bumped into Tunksy, Peter Tunks. Oh, Peter Tunks, yes. Tunksy's right behind right. the idea. From Very supportive. Obviously the, um, the, from the Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah. Premiership team. Premiership, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And became the centre of Tunksy Gold, a story with That's a, right. I think a legal mind called Murray Farquhar many years later. That's right. Now, <clears throat> do you see it as a better way of equalising the competition than an mm. under-20s team? Because we could introduce it tomorrow. Yes, we'd get immediate results, I think. And I think there'd be a lot of interest in seeing how this is going to work, how, what sort of defensive structure, say, the Melbourne Storm are going to come up with with 11 players uh, up against 13. Well, exactly. You know, the... and, and how the attacking team is going to manoeuvre the overlap. Correct. Correct. Manoeuvre the overlap. Yeah. Like that sort of tech. Term. Yeah. Now, leaving all that there, which is all great and I'm sure we'll be coming back to it, mm-hmm. one thing, there's obviously a very big day of racing around Australia today, horse racing, and uh, mm-hmm. I think climaxing with the Easter egg at Weddy Park tonight, which we may have a story on in a moment, but the horse that's really, you know, how you have to have, it's all very well, horse racing, people have a, an idea of what's involved, they may or may like it or may not like it. Yep. What the difficulty is, is that they need a way of promoting it. Mm-hmm because it largely looks all the same and one race is indistinguished, unless you're, you know, James Cummings, uh, one race is largely indistinguished from the other because you can't tell the horses accurately enough. Now, here we have a story about the um, Natoya. Mm -hmm. As part of the training to retain the $3 million Doncaster Mile title, champion mayor Natoya Mm -hmm. has cut back on the beer. So I didn't a, know Natoya was on the beer. Yeah, no, very big. What, that Leishman beer. Monday Leish, Night Lager? Yeah, Leishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She knows for Leishman. Uh, but her extraordinary training feet still include, uh, training diet still includes supreme pizzas, mm. ham and cheese sandwiches and bacon and egg rolls. Wow. Uh, her diet is very weird because she has she we have to give her something she likes to subdue her in the uh, box yeah. so we can catch her. Right. So the train is pretty untrained horse. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it can take three hours to catch her. Wow. Great waste of time. Yeah. So the um, Wendy Roche and Strapper Gori Shankar have an armory of treats, including fistfuls of lollies, Arnest Bixit, she loves a Monte Carlo, yeah. and Scotch fingers, apparently. Wow. Uh, to bring the cantankerous champion to heel, she's probably best described as being, quote unquote, the devil's child. Wow. Very difficult. Yeah. When she won uh, last year, she had Moe champagne and then some, someone came over with a, a beer and a plastic cup and she dropped the lot. Yep. If you have something she thinks she should have, it won't take, uh, you know, if you have something yeah. she thinks she should have half, right. you wouldn't take it a Sizzler. I don't know that Sizzler still exists but uh, mm-hmm. or an all-you-can restaurant goes on and on like yeah, that. Yeah, now, yeah. Roy, does mm. this ring any bells with regard to you know, the, the king? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Uh, he, the king... I don't know who uh, was the first to offer him a little bit of uh, uh, cream sherry. <laughs> but he loved a cream sherry. He didn't like the dry sherry. It had to be cream. Mm-hmm. And he'd be right out of sorts if uh, you provided him with the wrong sherry. But he always liked a little tipple just before a race. Right. Always. Right. To settle the nerves. Just to settle <clears throat> the nerves, yeah. And cream sherry, <clears throat> it's not a very popular drink these days. Although no, it's not. Right. No, I suppose you can still get it. I don't know. 
There was some Penfolds cream yeah, cereal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very sweet. Is that very, right? very sweet, HG. You can probably buy it in what was called a flagon. A flagon, yes, yes. Yeah, so I used to buy it <coughs> by the flagon, of course, because mm-hmm. um, he used to like, oh, the equivalent of a, of a cup. Mm, of course, it's a, a big, big, big horse. animal. Yeah, yeah big animal. Mm. Big animal. Did it but, was it put temptation in the way of others around the stables? I mean, I know the wooden oh, boys yeah. had their demons. I, yeah, I used to have to bloody get a texture colour and put a line <laughs> on the bottle, see where the level was, just in case, because I knew, mm. you know, some of the youngest, younger silly apprentices and what have mm. you'd be in there going silly. Yeah. Now, and could you point out the ones who went silly to the king, and king had given the eye? Oh, I hadn't if thought of doing that. No, that's but, right. but, uh, but uh, no, no, the king king was happy enough as long as there was enough there for him. him yeah, I understand that. Yeah, you know, he, he didn't un- understand very the generous. ins and outs of who did the ordering or, <laughs> you know, who was going to the shops or the liquor or whoever where we sourced the flagons. He yep. didn't care. No, no, I understand. As long that. as there was enough there. Yeah. Actually, I did notice that Ed, you mentioned uh, Cummings. Edward Cummings is a grandson of Bart, mm-hmm. has his first group one shot with a horse called Prompt Prodigy. Now, in the Australian Derby. The Derby. That's at Royal Randwick, I think, this afternoon. It is. Now, let me just try and focus on fact here for yeah. a bit. Uh, but isn't the, that great that there's another Cummings? Well, there is. Now, in that race, I think you'll find his brother, I assume, is training something as well. There are two Cummingses in there's this. There's two Cummings. Well, Edward Cummings, Prompt Prodigy, written by Rachel King. Yes. And, no, I can't see that uh, the other Cummings, who's... Uh, well, obviously, the dad, A.J. Cummings, has got lease in the English sires. Right. And James Cummings yes. would have a number of horses. For instance, I can see that James Cummings has got a horse that's just run called Flexible. No right. idea how it went. Okay. But, they, I mean, they're dotted throughout the whole. So, but isn't that extraordinary? Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? Ford? Is it nature or nurture, H.G., when it, when it comes, you know, with Bart? Because was it in his DNA that was handed on? Is that how the... The kids and now the grandkids have this special relationship, this this equine the genius. Does the tide come in and the tide go out on that question, nature yeah. or nurture? Yeah. Often the uh, my observation is sometimes it jumps a generation. Oh so yes, grandpa- grandparents to grandkids. Yes, obviously often works. But here we've got Anthony Cummings in the middle there. Yeah, we do. So we've got several generations. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not unusual to find, obviously. Uh, younger generations following the, yeah. the career paths and the... Well, I suppose so, it's, it's in the house all the time, isn't yeah, it? it? Is. The, the, the horse is going to... Stools, Bart would have called in, oh, hi, shows. Grandpa, mm. what are you doing? Hey, shut up. You know, whatever. You, you know, don't how need Bart to know. was, yeah. yeah. But he was pretty Tastitude. buttoned up. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't give too many secrets away. Yeah. Don't take any of my flies. Yeah, that's the most that's right. The stable needs a lot yeah. of them. That's interesting. <laughs> well done. Well done, the, uh, the Cummings connection there. You're right. I'd like to know, that's later today, though, isn't it? We've got a couple of hours to get our bets on there. Yes, yes. <clears throat> but you'd, you'd be silly, though, not to, you know, put your, put a fair bit on Prom Prodigy, wouldn't you, given the... The excellent pedigree. The excellent of the, pedigree, yes. yes. Yeah. Mm. And this is his first race. Hang this on. is his first Group 1. Oh, Group 1. I was going to say, he must have yeah. other horses yeah. doing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is his first Group <clears throat> 1. Now, what a day. What a day. So your bet of the day is... Is prompt, prompt Prodigy. Excellent. Now... It'd be un-Australian not to well, put all your savings on that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Would you open up your uh, yeah, I, I get super? The, well, of course. Yeah, of course. If you've got time between now and the race, it's a bit hard to organise, but I don't know, you can... But I, I noticed lots of services, uh, Aishi, where you can get uh, 
Ah. You can borrow money really quickly. You can. Yeah, I see that. Prompt pay or whatever it's Something called. or whatever it yeah. is. You know, magic wallet, whatever it is, I don't care. <laughs> magic phone, wallet. Phone them up. Say yeah. I sent you. Yeah, that's right. And, and I've got to make it clear here, I'm not getting anything out of this. Yeah. There's no. The code today is Happy Rugby League. <laughs> <laughs> now, we come to tonight. And <clears throat> obviously the Golden Easter Egg which is obviously meant to be last weekend, but yes. couldn't be there for obvious reasons. Everything got bumped back. Yep. Uh, it's lost a bit in the ruck, obviously with the yeah. Cummins horse running, Prompt Prodigy. And yeah. the, uh, Nobody's you, talking Golden Easter Egg. No, exactly. And Why the, would you have it? Forget Don it. Exactly. So, yeah. turmoil, that's the first word of this, uh, you know, News Limited article. Mm. Turmoil is engulfed the lead up to, to the Golden Easter Egg mm. tonight. Race favourite, Wow, is forced to change kennels with less than 48 hours before the Group 1 showpiece. Yesterday, Greyhound Welfare and Integrity Commission. Oh, yes. <laughs> what were they doing sniffing around Wow? What, what was... What? The G, um, known as the GWIC, mm-hmm. moved to interim suspend Wow's owner-trainer, Karina Britton, mm-hmm. after confirmation the son of uh, Fernando Bale... Ooh, I didn't realise Fernando Bale was involved. Returned a positive swab following the Group 1 Paws of Thunder victory in January. The Paws of Thunder victory? So that's been sullied because... The problem the, with the, the wow is the positive swab. The positive swab to a Category 1 substance commands an automatic ban resulting in Britain mm. given the option of either transferring the owning and training obligations of her star sprinter or mm. being scratched from the big one tonight, uh, the 250,000 egg. Yeah. So late last night, well, sorry, earlier in the week, yeah. GWIC Chief Steward Wade Birch mm. Uh, said to the News Limited people that the Commission had approved the application for WOW to be transferred to the full control of trainer Daniel Maddock with immediate effect. Okay. The Commission can confirm that the Golden Easter Egg finalist mm. has been transferred. Commission sought significant information and evidence and following the receipt of that information was satisfied that the transfer of ownership is a genuine one. Oh, I see. Condition of the transfer is that Greyhound Wow needs to be with uh, Daniel Maddock from obviously 10 a.m. yesterday morning. Yes. With the commission that the commission will oversee. And uh, it gets a bit arcane from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <clears throat> now, so D- Daniel Maddock has got to be able to prove now that she is the, the owner of Wow. Yeah. Do you think that's beyond <laughs> problems? Well, it does ask a few questions, doesn't it? It does. And is the other trainer allowed to talk to Daniel what? Maddock? <laughs> and say, well, the we'll dog say, likes well, a Monte Carlo yeah. biscuit. Loves a Monte Carlo biscuit and there's a little bit of cow fast. <laughs> is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know dogs. I haven't had much to do with dogs. It is a weird system. All though, I know, it? I know how to slow them down. <laughs> September the 8th, sleepers wake. This is bludging on the blind side. Um, I did notice this week mm. in rugby league that the clubs have suddenly decided to push back against, because of the issues we're talking about, yeah. against the expansion of the rugby league oh. with new teams. All now, right, yes. Now, um, yep. <clears throat> the main problem is the obviously the lack of players appears to be the big yep. problem. And then, of course, how to get more players. We've talked about these yeah. campus, these issues earlier. Sure. 
what do you think is is the expansion? You were very bullish about the Reynolds uh, Bennett move to mm, the second franchise in yeah, Brisbane. Are you yeah, still? Yeah. Uh, well, well look, with that particular development, HG, I think, I don't think Wayne's interested in taking on a new franchise. I think he wants to move back to uh, to the Broncos. That's my understanding. So yeah. he would present, he'd talk to the Broncos board and say, look, I'm here, I'm in town, I've got Reynolds with me um, as, about as a playmaker come <clears throat> captain. Uh, I can guarantee you that we'll be top four by the end of this season. Now, you're going to have to talk to Kevy, work something out. I like Kevy a lot and I don't mind Kevy hanging around, but uh, got nothing to do he's with got team. nothing to do with the team and uh, he can come and have a few beers at the club, but I don't want him anywhere near the players. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I put the uh, – all that may yes. well be true. Yes. But what I've got is uh, the clubs have been very acquiescent to the pantaloons of plumage. Yes. Well, and I don't think the clubs want more teams. No, that's right. Well, they obviously jab themselves in the eye with a stick if they, they are. do. They are. And then the the rush to get the 18th to solve these problems with the 18th man, which is sort of going off half-cocked, as you say, yep. doctors punching players, yes. it's not It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. For the league. No, no, it's I not. I mean, and no, don't tell not. me that that won't happen this weekend no, it's because not. it will. Of course it's going to happen. Now, yep. the other thing then is yep. the clubs are saying, well, maybe we – need to spend a bit more time working out exactly what page it is we're meant to be on yep. with regard to the 18th player. Most understanding, of course, in the AFL is, is they've quickly moved to a situation where they've got a sub, really, a, yes. a sub. Now, the rugby league may decide that a, a broken leg is just a straight sub case. You don't yeah. have to bash the player in the head yeah, to get the yeah, HIA yeah. up. Sure, 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 sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um now, I noticed that uh, I think it might have been Eddie Maguire came out Eddie this Maguire. week <clears throat> suggesting that uh, More teams. we've got to have 20 teams in the AFL. He's suggesting a standalone Tasmanian side. Yes. Uh, and another side, I Northern want to Territory. say, in uh, Darwin. Darwin. Be. Yes. Now, now, but what, he's, what this is predicated on is state governments putting in 20 million a year each for the rest of time. <laughs> now, I just don't think that's going to happen. And the other thing is it needn't happen because we know the Tasmanian business case is very sound. Based on cheese sponsorship. Based, based on cheese sponsorship. widely on That's it. Can I ask, why is somebody like Eddie yes. given space for those ideas? Because they're just lunatic ideas. They are. They don't start a conversation because playing yes. in Darwin every other week would be a real challenge for most clubs. It would. Uh, and then we've got, not to mention the the whole yeah. lopsided nature of their competition, yes. the AFL's competition, which has got a lot of yeah. very ordinary sides in it and That's a lot right. of dominant sides That's in right. it. And the, it's got the same problem as rugby league. It has. It has. It has. Now, I didn't know quite where that was going. I See, there, there could be arguable, HG, given what's happening with rugby league, that there should be fewer sides. Well, now, if the Broncos don't lift their game, they should be read the Riot Act and say, well, listen, Broncos. Go back to the Queensland go Cup. Go back to the Queensland Cup, exactly. Or we have a system whereby the two bottom teams drop out every year. Well, then what happens after 10 years? <laughs> we have two teams, but they're evenly balanced and there are plenty of players. Fair enough, fair enough. Sure. Now. You just get them to wear a different uniform each week. I don't know. There'd be a way yeah, around there'd it. Be, people have had ideas <laughs> to how to cope with that. Look, speaking of that uh, and uh, 
the rugby league fighting community's been very, very QT. Yes. A little while ago, maybe even earlier this year, there seemed to be hundreds of people and SBW notwithstanding. What's happening with SBW? Is he going to hop in the ring with Gal or what? Well, look. Or is Gal not looking for him anymore? It appears that Gal's not looking for him. He's moved on. Oh, Lord. Noodles has moved on. Now, there's a heavyweight fight Mm -hmm. just three weeks away between Paul Gallon and Lucas Brown. Mm -hmm. That's Noodles Gallon. Yes. And Lucas I. Brown. Uh... Now, they're taking it very seriously. Brown has flown from his Perth home to base himself in Sydney until the showdown in Wollongong. Right. With Gallon uh, on April the 21st as a part of the Anzac Day build-up. Right. And next week, well, Gallon, this is nudes, is going to fly to Brisbane to spar with former Australian heavyweight champion, Faye Django Opalu. Opalu, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gallon has been regularly travelling down to Canberra to spar against Arsenio Foso, oh, Foso the, yeah. the Cameroonian giant, yeah. who took on Justin Huney, mm. or Justice Huney last December and was stopped in the fourth round. Right. Okay. In the small world of Australian heavyweight boxing, they're all linked. Opalu uh, lost his Australian heavyweight title fight to, uh, fight to Huni, mm. who defended against Foso. Yeah. Opalu and Foso will now fight each other in Canberra on April the 23rd. Well, that's a tantalising It's I'm looking my lips. Yeah. Uh, on the undercard. Opalu the, v Foso. That, that hasn't happened before. Don't think so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, now, that may be well, for what does Noodle say? Because he's been sparring with both of them. He, yeah. He'd have a great insight. He, he's great insight. And this is for an Australian heavyweight belt. Yes. Uh, what is it? The W oh, the ABA, the ABO, the WBO, the WBA. <laughs> I didn't realise we had so many. You're probably right. All of them. A unification bout. <laughs> oh, right. Now, uh, so the uh, Australian heavyweight title. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now that's. So April is Luke, is Noodles v Brown? Is that for a belt? Is that is that the no? Is that the ABA? <laughs> what for the AFL belt? <laughs> No, that, that's just nothing because <laughs> Gallon Nudes has yeah. been picking on Brown saying he's not a boxer. Isn't Brown a boxer? The bloke from Perth, I thought he was. <laughs> I thought that's dog. why he came. He's I thought that's runner. why he was going down to Wollongong yeah. for the, to try and win the ABA. <laughs> Unification <laughs> bill against Noodles. That's right. All of that's true. <laughs> but he's not a boxer according to But he's to not Noodle. a boxer. No. Well, now, what is he? A joke. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> The country's most fearful of rugby league. Norway, China and Yemen. Rugby league fact. This is bludging on the blind side. So, you got the fight in Canberra on the 23rd. On the undercard, wait for this, Brock Jarvis Nort is in against Beauchamp. Bout. Not oh, the Beauchamp. Yeah, sorry, Brock Jarvis is in against North Beauchamp Bout. That's oh, on. So okay. that's a great night. That's a terrific. Brown is contracted. Uh, what, that's in Canberra, did you say? Yeah, Canberra. So we'll get Ooh. to that in a minute. Brown okay. is contracted to fight Huni in July, Ooh. while Huni has also called out Gallon. Gallon, rather. Noodles. So. Huni's calling out Gal? Yeah. Right, so, so he must be reasonably confident that he's going to take out Brown for the uh, ABA. Yeah, well, Brown's still contracted to fight Huni in July. Brown is. <laughs> God, so, it's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> can't they find a few shot pitters to get in the ring with it? Now, look, what I was going to say is here. Well, what about Barry Hall? Nobody's talking Barry Hall. Or is Barry exactly. hanging the gloves? Well, I hope not. That's, that's just madness that Hall shouldn't be there. The stool. Yeah. Now, look, can I... Is there talk of Noodles v. Stool 2? 
There's got to be now. If we can find a belt somewhere to unify. Okay, look at this. Wollongong on April the 21st, you've got Gowan, the Stool v. Brown. Brown, the bloke who can't fight. The joke. (laughs) Yeah. Stool v. Joke. Now, then you motor on down to Canberra. On the 23rd, you've got Opalu Foso and Brock Jarvis and Nort Beauchamp. Oh. I mean, what a week. And... Then Turkey v Australia on yeah. Uh, rug, uh, uh, I mean, there are league. a lot of ducks lining up, but, but all beautiful. If you are an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer, or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial one eight hundred Backdoor Benny and make an appointment for the whole family. And in the second giveaway on Bludging on the Blind Side today, with terrific prize, we've got uh, poster pack, the yeah. uh, two uh, dreams, the <clears throat> obviously the the greatest games of all, and the uh, ice cream. And we've got uh, golden moments of the Olympic Games. We've got volume one, the supreme achievements in crossing the line. This is all about the sprinters at the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, some excellent, excellent uh, vision there, all on VHS. Warmer <laughs> colours, better sound. <laughs> True. So, some lucky listener <laughs> who can answer the following question. Yeah, the question is, actually, what drink did Rooting King like before a race? Excellent question. What did he like before a race? Okay, and if you want to get involved with that question, phone now. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Who are we talking to, Roy? Uh, yeah, we're joined by John from Launceston. How are you there, John? Happy Rugby League. Yes, yes, thanks, thanks, thanks John. Send you happy, happy Rugby group. League. Yep. Uh, mate, how excited are you by the prospect of a Tasmanian AFL team? Is there much talk happening around Launceston on this issue? Well, there's, there's been quite a great deal of uh, discussion, but uh, of course the funds are not there, so I figure that the Rugby League should drop drop in. Would oh. you be happy to see a, a Launceston Rugby League team or a Tasmanian yes. Rugby League team uh, based in Launceston? Would the Launceston people open their arms? Oh, they'd, they'd welcome it, Absolutely. Yeah, Isn't that good to know. That's wonderful yeah. to think that the we don't have to just look to Queensland. No, we don't have to look to Adelaide. No, we can look to Launceston Adelaide, now. What's Adelaide? Yeah, no, I understand. Now, yeah, you've got uh, in the I've got to think in the AFL, you know, in the football competition there, you have a Northern League and a Southern League. Is that right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I'm not actually a native, so uh-huh. I, I'm a little I'm a little uh, new to it. But yes, apparently they're at war though. Oh, I see. Leagues. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. there's no suggestion. They hate suggest- each other. They hate each other. There's right. no suggestion yeah. that in terms of like Tommy Rodonica's way, as in, uh, you know, obviously they're the enemy, we hate them, we'll bite their noses off, that sort of way. Oh, absolutely. Step on their hands, the whole lot. Yeah, right. There's no match at the end of the year where they, the, the would I say, the winners of the Northern League play the winner of the Southern League? It's sort of like a state of origin thing. Well, yeah, yeah in the right. island. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Oh, you know, it's like the it's like the beer here. You know, there's cascades down south and bogues up north. Oh, okay, oh. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you fair can't enough. mix them. So, and, how how long have you been uh, in Launceston, then, John? Um, uh, just on eighteen months. Right, and how are you fitting in? Are, are people accepting you now? Uh, it, it does take a little while. You're known as a mainlander. A mainlander, a mainlander right? Yeah, right. And, 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 and the natives sort of 
But I don't like the main leaders in my first year. Right. What do they got against them? What is, is it their worldly ways? Is it this the swagger they've they've got? It's the swagger, the, the driving. We know how to change lanes and use roundabouts. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole raft of things. <laughs> whole raft. Now, and the beer question: How did you get on with the beer question? Did you have a preferred brew? Uh, well, when in Rome, you do as a Roman do. You That's drink true. Bogues. Yeah. Right, so, so Launceston is Bogues. Launceston, the, the brewery is on the on the on the river there. Yes, yes. right in town. Yep. Yes, and uh, equally so, so is the Cascade one down south. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, I think the I think the crossover is about Ross, like down the Midlands Highway. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, where were you prior to moving to Launceston? Uh, I was in Melbourne for a few years. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, got, it, got out just in time. Yes, all now, right. Now, can I ask uh, the the politics? I think there's an election coming up soon. It may be the end of May, or maybe in fact earlier than that. Uh, I think I think it's the first of May. Yeah. First of May, yeah. okay, end of April. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will you have an opinion about you know who you should vote for? It's a sort of like a a, a modest uh, number not, of parliamentarians. Uh, well, I don't really understand the whole thing. Here. No, fair enough. Um, yeah. It's uh, exhaustive preferential, uh, I think, isn't I think it? The Labor. The Labor team seem to be shooting themselves in the foot, fighting a bit. Right. Yeah. Like the football? Yes, like the football. Yeah. yeah. All right. And maybe, uh, the murderer, uh, maybe the murderer has been down here at the Labor Party. Now, you probably, probably. Now, can I ask, how cold is it at the moment? There's some sort of oh, polar, polar blast, although... It's been expected, well, I think. Uh, I think it's, it's just hit this afternoon. It was quite okay this morning, but I've just now it's really dropped down, the temperature, and... I'm sort of hiding in my shed at the moment, right. trying not to do any work. Yeah. And would you expect snow later today? I believe it's coming down to about 800 metres, so we'll probably see it on the mountains around the city, yeah. Okay. Fair enough, gee. Well, good luck with that. Let Roy set out the question and have a swing, John. <laughs> now, John, what drink did Rooting King like before a race? He used to enjoy a little cup of uh, sweet sherry. Ooh. Can you qualify that sherry a little... It wasn't the dry sherry. It was the dry. It was the sweet sherry. It was certainly sweet. Sweet. No, you have to think milk and yeah, beer, milk and, and butter and yeah, things and like that. Dairy, dairy, dairy would be a clue. This is, we don't often do this. We do don't. We? we don't like no. giving clues. No. Um, and yet it's staring you in the face. Yeah, yeah. It's the sort of sherry that you would use if you were making a wine trifle. Oh, it's just gone out of my mind. I'm sorry, Philip. Well, that's okay. all right. All right. Well, look, we'll there's, accept there's that there's... always one loser on the show, isn't there? Well, no, generally speaking, there's not. <laughs> that's um, quite unfair of you to say that because yeah. we do find winners usually. I think we need to Look, suggest... we'll reach out with a spirit of generosity on this occasion, HG, but we, oh. we can't let it happen too often. No, we don't want to be oh. easy touches. It's, it's a cream sherry we're looking for, cream John. Cream sherry. Sorry, yes. That's all right, John. Now, the poster pack, the uh, golden moments on VHS, we'll get them in the mail to you as soon as we can. And in the meantime, thanks very much for bludgeon on the blind side. An app that monitors all graded AFL and rugby league players? It's here. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Download the bludgeoning app and enjoy peace of mind. Now, last week, uh, Roy, this was a, a welcome bit of news. You know, the, the expansion of rugby league is just amazing at the moment. You know, you were talking yep. about your your uh, 
green shoots of Turkish rugby league oh, yeah. earlier and how yeah. you had a hand in planting them. Yep. Now, get, we broke the story last week about the NAL, that's the North American Rugby League. That's right. And guess who's immediately put their hand up is, is um, Ben Barber. Benny Barber yeah. is, is, is turning out in the United yeah. States Rugby League. He is a former Dalian medalist. Yes. Ben Barber has personally approached New York franchise about sensational return to rugby league in the new North American Rugby League competition. That's fantastic. Uh, he wants to play for the New Jersey-based side. Yes. Uh, okay. The D- uh, NARL directors are uh, considering the request with several uh, well-placed sources indicating there's an appetite for the former Bulldog star to become the first star player to join the American competition when he officially kicks off in June. Now, wow. are we throwing, you know, the net open here? Mm. I mean, for all – I mean, can I point out that – I think it's a bridge too far for Carmichael Hunt to somehow become a Bronco again. I, I don't mean to be unkind to Carmichael. In I did hear that story. I didn't know whether to believe it or not. Well, exactly. You know, it's it, as in... Is Kevy seriously talking to Carmichael Hunt about coming in it, to solve their Anthony Milford 5-8 I, problem? I assume Is that an, it? It's a gnarl problem here, meaning uh, they've got their wires crossed somehow yeah. because Carmichael Hunt could play in the American franchise. He'd be perfect for that. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I mean. I just think he'd be a bit old for Well, the game's gone past him, honestly. He couldn't Without being unkind. And he's a good friend and he's a lovely fella. But, uh, you know, I I, I just can't see. Now, in a lovely touch, though, Nile Management, this has got coming back to Ben Barber, Nile Management does harbour some concern about Barber's wayward past, but no, his lofty profile through stints in NRL, English Super League and French Rugby Union could significantly increase the exposure for the 14-team two-conference premiership. Oh, they've got it worked out. Yes. Competition directors are are planning rigorous interview with Barber to determine how strongly he's rehabilitated himself from several off-field dramas. So they look as though they've got things pretty well under control if they're worried about. Yes, but but uh, but uh, no don't they know what they're getting league? into? <clears throat> Do they know? I mean, sure, they've read the stories. Matthew Lodge in New York, you know, great. <laughs> you know, there've been a lot of good things there. They, they must be aware of what they're getting when a rugby league player mm. comes into their community. Nineteen eighty-six, Long yes, Beach, Long Beach. Mm. You know, upside down, held by the <laughs> testicles. Rugby league. Surely they know what they're getting into. Yeah. That's part of the excitement for them, isn't it? Well, These communities are suddenly going to have rugby league players walking amongst them. I know, I know. And imagine the revenue that will be yes. generated for the legal community, for the oh, media community. The most litigious so. society in the world. It's built for rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I just wonder where where else, I mean... It surprised me that Barber's the sort of the first person yeah, considered. Yeah, unlikely name. I mean, Todd Carney, obviously. Well, Todd would be perfectly welcome in any of those teams. And would you see Matthew Lodge getting a go maybe? But, you know, I know the place, New York's my kind of town. Yeah, People I think have, there would have to be some diplomatic back, I, I, back channels used. Certainly money would have had to have The passport would have yeah, to no. be amended in some way for him to... Be welcome back in the um, the American community. I think I might be wrong, but I, th- I think that's probably the case. So a lot of uh, you know, yeah. obviously, images of what I do and how I play. Yes, uh, going backwards and forwards. Yeah, mm. but for a lot of players, actually, who feel they've still got a lot of rugby league left in them. You know, your Benji Marshalls, your, your your Reynolds, who want you know three years, not one year. The United States could be a very lucrative and attractive way to 
for your career. career. Yes. Now, I know uh, it's getting away from us again, as it often does, yeah. but how about this thing, this tribute to Tommy? Yes. Where the West Tigers will retire the seven jersey across all four grades on Sunday in a heartwarming tribute to footy legend Tommy Radonikas. Right, okay, that's nice. So they're going to go and play, I think, uh, for instance, the uh, Emily uh, of the uh, Tigers women's mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. I think she might be playing in the number 22. Okay. Um Right. Now, West Tigers are leaving no stone unturned to one of the great Rodonicus, sometimes referred to as Rodonicus. Remember yes. when he changed his name to Rodonicus? Yes, I do. I who do. passed on Wednesday. Now, NRL side will wear a specially embroidered version of the game's 2021 home jersey for the clash against the winless North Queensland. Right. They might get a win there, Tigers. Yes, they might. Yep. Uh, the In potentially uh, special moments, supporters are... are at the ground are encouraged to stand as one in the seventh minute and observe a minute of applause. Isn't that fantastic? So the game's going on, everything's happening, it's all unfolding. And then all of a sudden, stop. Yep. That's wonderful. So the Tigers will also display dedicated videos on the day. Yes. The West Tigers will further honour Tommy in the club's next game at Campbelltown Stadiums, uh, which will take place against the Gold Coast Titans on right. in round nine. Yep. The round will be celebrated by the club as Tommy Rodonikus Memorial Round and further tributes, to, to, et cetera. Uh, actually, I would like to add to that uh, not only the minute silence at the, the seventh minute, but I think both teams competing on that day should be allowed one stomp on a hand one and bite. one bitten nose yes. without a penalty. And with those additions to the celebrations, I can't think of a better way to end not only our tribute to Tommy today, but bludging on the blind side for another week. Uh, thanks very much for being part of the the journey. I, I don't often say that. That's true. I don't often say journey. And there'll be more bludgeon journey next time. Remember, the podcast will be up soon if you want to relive all the disappointment or well, whatever lowlights there were. Anyway, see you next week for more blood. Bye now. listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.